Hello, and welcome to Listen to These Nerds Presents Road to Pacific City, a Masks uh, actual play podcast. My name is Harry, and I will be DMing this game. Uh, joining me tonight, if everyone just wants to introduce their characters, don't get into the nitty gritty just yet. We will have time to do that uh, after the introduction. Hi, my name is Chris, and I will be playing the role of Marcus Stone. Uh, and the playbook that I will be using for this character is The Brain. And before we get started, uh, there's something I'd like to bring up about my character, Marcus. And it's important that I make note of it for the sake of everybody listening to this podcast. So my character, Marcus, is trans. He was assigned female at birth, but he has transitioned since then, and he identifies as male, and he uses he-him pronouns. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm going to be playing Amanda Crowley. Uh, the book I'll be playbook I'll be using is The Doomed. I'm John. I'm going to be playing Elliot, aka Hexbreaker. Uh, we'll be using the uh, playbook The Bowl. And I'm Jonathan. Uh, I'm going to be playing Ank. My playbook is The Transformed. And as I said, and uh, I am Harry. I will be GMing this first session, but I will also be playing the role of Zachary or Zach Grius, uh, and my playbook is The Delinquent. So now, dear listeners, I bid you welcome to Florida. No, not the state, the country. You see, following the fall of the Directoriate, Florida, also known as the Sunshine Republic, became an extremely pro-metahuman country, and as such has the highest metahuman population per capita in the North American continent. As a consequence of this, stories of bizarre happenings come out of the country all the time. Yes, but bizarre things coming out of Florida, who'd have seen that coming? It is in one of these bizarre happenings that we find our players, who will meet as strangers, but eventually become fire-forged friends. Or at the very least, uh, shared acquaintances with a shared goal. So, you all end up meeting each other because you have all simultaneously earned the ire of Florida Man. No, not beloved superhero who maintained peace in the region post-directoriate and Florida's first president, Florida Man. I mean, Florida Man, a person who simply stole the name for themselves and can be charitably described as a major nuisance, and at worst, a harbinger of chaos who is a threat to themselves and everyone around them. So I want to ask everybody here, where are we all when this goes down? I kind of imagine this going down in like the parking lot of a fast food restaurant, I don't know why, that just seems kind of fitting, given the circumstances. But if you guys, do you guys have any particular ideas of where you would be that would make this a bit more interesting? Um, honestly, I feel like if this is something related to Florida Man, then uh, just a fast food place would be... Yeah, no, this, at, this is perfect. It's a yes, Waffle House. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has to be a Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Even the Directoriate could not eliminate the Waffle House brand certain brands are just too powerful yeah <laughs> better to use them than than to fight against them mm-hmm. they actually have a whole, a whole armed enclave just south of miami <laughs> <laughs> the waffle house quadrant all right the, i've escaped the waffle house sector <laughs> all right so this is going down inside and around a waffle house and it is at this point that we are going to do our win our first game together questions which are things that are on each player's playbook to kind of give them a sense of what they were doing during this first encounter. John, take it away. Right. Uh, when our team first came together, we defeated a dangerous enemy. Who or what was it? And uh, I believe we've already answered that. The The answer is Florida Man. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, so if there is nothing else, um, I'm going to say, so that's me next. So mine is... Uh, we totally broke some major rules to win the fight. What rules did we break, and whose rules were they? So having given some thought about this, I kind of figured the rules that, um, is because I'm going to imagine that in Floridian law, there is probably provisions for dealing with Florida man as, like, an average person. But obviously that doesn't cover things like massive damage to the environment. You're supposed to sort of, like, you know, try and leave and put distance between. It's basically like dealing with a wild animal. So I'm kind of imagining a situation where realizing that he's not going to be able to get away, um, Zach does something 
very brazen and it's like, well, I'm not really the strongest person, but there are a bunch of cars in the parking lot that probably uh, would work pretty fine. Uh, so he breaks into one of them, hotwires it, and then drives one of them into Florida Man, probably sending him through a wall or, you know, the front part of the Waffle House. And so okay. uh, we broke uh, Grand Theft Auto, or at the very least, destruction of property. Oh, God damn. Okay. Uh, so the mine is, uh, we paid a high cost for victory. What was it? Um, and I would say what it was, was that we were all, uh, seen, uh, doing this stuff. Like, not necessarily, like, by people we knew, but, like, enough people saw us that, uh, we are, we might be looking over our shoulder for a bit and or... Uh, we might want to, we, some of us probably want to lay low if we are being, like, observed in any way. Mm -hmm. Alright, so, makes sense. Yeah, because of the car and, you know, the flashy stuff, at least a couple people who didn't run away immediately saw us, so. Yeah, somebody and, put it up on World Star, and, uh, that's a problem. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is we don't know exactly how how much we were seen if there's a video out there we don't know yet but yes at very at very least we are there is the possibility that we were caught mm -hmm. all right and so next would be uh Jonathan with the transformed all right uh my question is we drew attention and ire during the fight one important person in particular now hates and fears us mm. who is it I think we all know the answer to this question. I mean, yeah, Florida Man is a pretty logical conclusion. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if we want to start having a nemesis uh, from minute one, day one, but, uh, you know, an another option, another thing that I had uh, just thought of right now is, you know, we're, we've committed Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> um, I mean, it was limited Grand Theft Auto. I only drove about like 20 meters. Exactly. So we've damaged a car, and we've been seen by someone. I think my question can kind of wrap all of that together. Um, you know, who could we be seen by who would really care about driving a car into a wall? Well, maybe the car was a delivery vehicle for the Waffle House, and maybe the, the person we were seen by was the chief of the Waffle House secret police. Mm. <laughs> Alternatively, uh, if we want to sort of add some family drama to this, um, it hasn't really come up yet, but Zach's father is a relatively powerful person. And so it could be that the car that was damaged in the fight, that it wasn't stolen, but it, well, it was stolen in the sense that, you know, Zach had taken it without his father's permission and then drove it into Florida Man. And that could be what has potentially caused this problem. I like the Waffle House angle, if only because... But maybe we leave it a little more vague than that, because maybe just the guy that owns this Waffle House is very influential in the cutie, and we're not sure why. <laughs> and, and, like, we have a theory. It's because he's part of some sort of evil cabal, but we don't know for sure. <laughs> All right, so... And he think... would be the one who would tell your dad, essentially. Harry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that works. All right, That's so yeah, one. we have we have angered the manager at the local Waffle House, <laughs> who is also an influence in the community. Somehow, <laughs> banned for life. Uh, uh, it's banned for life at all locations. You can no longer go to a Waffle House. <laughs> if you Jesus. set forth on the premises, we will respond with force. Uh, p uh, the local manager of a fast food place is powerful. It's like we pissed off Gustavo Fring from B Breaking Bad or something. <laughs> Oh, I always knew the Waffle House was running some drugs through it. We just didn't know how. Yep. Yep. All right. So, um, and that leaves us with, uh, the brain. Okay. So my thing for when our first team, when our team first came together, I created something lasting and beneficial for the whole team. What was it? Hmm. hmm, that's a little tough, because, like, I feel like this whole incident takes place over the course of a couple of minutes, which is maybe a bit, like, it's not enough time to really, uh, you know, put together an invention or something. Well, maybe you I, I feel like you're greatly right? un underestimating the power of Florida Man. <laughs> uh, he brings in a lot of weird stuff. 
Mm. And a lot of that weird stuff could be useful to make things. It could also be something that is useful in dealing with the aftermath. It doesn't have to be something that, you know, like a laser gun. It could be like, oh, we're going to need to have to find some way of getting out of here. And ah. you build basically a moped out of, like, scrap parts. Uh, okay. What if, um... Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I feel like something that could aid our escape, uh, like, in an ongoing sense as well would be useful. Like, some sort of accessory for the car. Like, something that could hack into uh, nearby police channels or something to let us know if law enforcement has seen us or is on our tail or something. All right. I, I like that idea. I will say that um, before this, you do not know of the RV's existence. The RV is a not known quantity. Okay. Um, all right. Well, but a thing that can track police surveillance, especially if you guys realize, oh, we need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Probably still pretty useful. <laughs> um, I will say that for reasons related to my character's backstory, my character was already working on something that could hack into certain frequencies. And for this situation, he realized that, oh, it sounds like, uh, you know, of anybody, the police are our biggest priority right now. So he made sure to make it so that uh, basically, if the police are aware of us and are tracking us, we know about it, which was important for, I'd say, the 15 minutes after we peeled out of the waffle place. All right. I, all right. Um, and with that, uh, that is the, um, the how our team came together questions. So next is, uh, relationship questions. Uh, I, I'll start this off just because, uh, you know, GM privileges. And I think it's one that, um, people will like. So one of the questions is you and blank pulled an awesome, if illegal stunt together. And I'm kind of imagining it's like a situation in where um, Elliot has like grappled Florida man and they're like bracing against each other and you kind of hold him in place while I come in and hit him with the car. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the so the thing is the um, like we don't have to pick up right after when we first came together. Like the the, the game uh, implies that that this that we might have been together as a team for like, you know, we could eat have been a team for a few weeks at this point. Um, or we just might know each other. Yeah, from beforehand. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so don't feel like we have to cram everything into the starting battle. But... All right. Um, for sake of the game, um, if we could just kind of do it where we've known each other, maybe known different people. Does that work mm. for people? Sure. Yeah, I, that works for me. All yeah. right. One of mine is a little bit of a, they know my secret. So it's like, well, uh, <laughs> well, it's not like I told them in the middle of fighting Florida, man. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. All right. Um, so pulled an awesome, if illegal stunt together. I kind of feel like this would either be with Elliot or with Marcus, just because mm. I feel like, especially considering that if I remember correctly, both me and Chris chose hacking a technology, but have like different branches. Yeah. I feel like at some point we would have done something with this. Okay. Um, what about getting some tools and parts for our respective, you know, fields of research and stuff? So, mass five-finger discount? Um, sorry, mass five-finger discount? I don't know what like, you mean like by that. Like stealing it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, basically, like, um, yeah, getting our hands on a bunch of uh, high-tech stuff super quickly, if that involves uh, doing a bit of shoplifting or stealing, totally. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, that makes sense. So I'll put down Marcus. And uh, I think probably easiest is we just kind of start at me and go down and that way we'll make our way around. Okay. okay. So next up is Joey. Okay. Uh, so for mine, uh, <clears throat> uh, I've told uh, your character's name's Elliot, John. Yeah, so... Yep. So yeah, I've told Elliot about my uh, doom and the danger I'm in. Uh, I'd say this is probably because we know of each other at least, because I, I'm not sure if it was like how much trouble John's caused, but if specifically because he has a magical backstory and a bit of a bent to him, I feel like we've at least crossed paths a couple times. Um, and I think uh, he'd be the one I would talk to about it because I would at because I would have asked him if he could maybe help me with my issue. Uh, 
All right. So next is John. Yeah. Okay. Um, mine are mine are very simple. Uh, so um, um, blank is your love. You've opened up to them about the worst parts of your past. Um, I think that that's going to be. Uh, um, sorry. How do you pronounce your, the name of your character, Jonathan? Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yes. Love me that blob boy. Yeah, that sweet, sweet blobby boy. I, 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 I'm also going to point out that love doesn't necessarily mean like romantic love. It just means the person I'm close. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that's what I, I. And the worst parts of my past are that I don't know what my past is. Uh, yeah, that's pretty rough. Uh, okay, and then next is me. So my uh, first question is: Blank comforted you when you were at your lowest. Um. I mean, I think I would say uh, Marcus or Chris's yeah. character kind of makes the most sense because, you know, you've got a cyborg body. I don't yep. quite have a human body. So just for the, the benefit of the, the listeners, um, we haven't really talked to our characters, uh, talked about our characters. Uh, Ank is like a kind of a swamp thing inspired, like weird hybrid of a human and plant and d- mm. lived in a weird hippie compound for the first like 12 years of their life and doesn't really know anything about the outside world uh-huh. um and so i think like you know meeting someone who is also kind of like transhuman mm. uh probably really helped and was was a, a big influence in like making me just be okay being outside um i will say that as for marcus who um, yeah, if for the benefit of the listeners, it's not immediately apparent, but um, if time is spent with Marcus, it is revealed that he has an almost completely cybernetic body. Like, it is impossible to determine how much of him is still biological, but I will say that as our characters began talking and you were talking to him more and more, he's not the sort of guy that opens up very easily, but at the same time, he, yeah, it seemed as though he was more than willing to talk to you a bit about that. All right. Uh, and well then Chris, now it is also your turn. Okay. So relationships, I told blank about my shame and I asked them for my confidence. And according to the brains character sheet, my shame is something for which something that I created or I had a hand in making and I deeply, deeply regret it. And I will say that I told, uh, Harry, uh, what is the name of your character? Uh, Zach. Zach. Okay. So, um, I will say that I talked to Zach as we were heading out because, um, since I think the two of us, you know, met each other before the whole Waffle House incident, and we came up with the plan to get to Pacific City together. So for the sake of security, I would have told you that, um, basically in character, I just tell you, so you know, before, right. uh, before we embark on this road trip, yeah. there is a very good chance that we may encounter something very dangerous along the way. Specifically, okay. uh, a very large uh, jet-powered mechanical weapon of war that is trying to stop my trip, in a sense, and retrieve me and bring me back home. Jesus. Just, I thought it was relevant. Yep. Well, it's good to know. And, Mm. uh, well, it's not like there's not something gunning for me, after all, like my dad. I but see. Uh, nah, beyond that, we're in this now. Let's uh, let's make sure that we get through this in one piece. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Uh, and then I believe it is back to me. Uh, so I'm going. So my next question, my last question is: You keep trying to impress blank with your with your antics. Uh, I'm gonna say. Hmm, I'm trying to figure out if it's between Joey's character or John's character. Because obviously, like, you know, maybe Zag is, or maybe Zach is trying um, desperately to, like, cozy up to the big guy, or if he's trying to cozy up to the, you know, nice looking guy. Only gotcha. girl. Yeah. <laughs> only girl on the team. How horny is Zach? We need to establish this now. Uh, that, that's not, it's only, that's something only you can answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this team is the reverse of the, the original team. Yeah. 
What do you mean? Uh, the, you know, the original team, which was all girls and one dude. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's, um, he's going to try and oppress Amanda. He's a very oh. simple person. He's a very simple man with simple, uh, with simple wants. Okay, well, that makes this interesting because uh, the Doom's uh, other relationship is uh, you'd love to kiss blank before your Doom comes, and uh, uh, <gasps> that person is Zach, uh, Zach but, oh, she, yeah! but she will not admit it to herself. Ooh, baby! <laughs> because she absolutely hates his attitude, and, <laughs> every, and, 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 and every time she warms to him, he pushes her away with some stupid shit he tries to pull. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love like, it. Right. She, she's literally had the idea of like, oh, I mean, maybe he's not that bad a guy. I mean, he's pretty handsome. Until and then I'll... immediately he just comes in with like an industrial sized bag of cheese puffs. Like, hey, want some? <sighs> All right. Off to a good start. All right. Uh, so next up would be John again. Um. Yeah. So Amanda is my rival. Uh, they tried to control you at a crucial moment, which I, I think is basically... Anytime Amanda says, don't go walk in there, I'm casting a spell. <laughs> and, and Elliot proceeds to just go in there anyway. Son of a bitch. You uh, can't tell me what to do. Oh, sweet, I got powered up. And Amanda's like, God damn it. Yeah, for, 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 <laughs> don't worry, this ward will uh, protect us from the enemy. Walks through the ward, absorbs it. Ah, shit. Yeah, uh, Elliot's powers are that he, uh, he gets stronger and tougher every time he's exposed to magic uh, because he absorbs it. What uh, uh, and because uh, Amanda is constantly casting spells everywhere, uh, Elliot just runs into them. Mm, slurp, slurp! Give me all that magic. Ooh, mm. give me that delicious mana. All right, all right. to finish it off. Uh, uh, my last uh, question is: uh, Blank knew you before you changed. Uh, so in my backstory, I I kind of wrote my backstory before I read this. Uh, I have been like this basically all my life. But I did recently emerge from a, a super sheltered life in a weird hippie commune. And I think maybe the first person, like actual person who I met uh, when I got out of there was um, Zach. Uh, and so I kind of like glommed onto you like a baby duck, you know? <laughs> Aww. Uh, like you've imprinted on me. A little bit, yes. All right. And then, uh, last, uh, finishing it off with Chris again. Okay, so, uh, let me just double check what I got here. You wish you could be a better hero, more like blank. Ugh, I mean, are any of us real, like, out of any of us, who would you say would be the most heroic? Hmm. Certainly not Zach. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Amanda actually goes out and deals with magical problems in the town. So, uh-huh. Elliot uh, will 100% go punch evil in the face. Yeah. It depends okay. what he, what your consideration of what a hero is. Is a hero someone who's like skilled and professional, or is it a person who does good no matter what? Is um probably the first one, I think. So then it would probably be Amanda. Okay. Um. Yeah, I would say that. Uh. Yeah, Amanda would probably be the one on my list. Cool. All right, uh, and then the last thing, we don't have to do it right now, uh, but we do have to give influence to people uh, as described in the influence on the bottom sheet. Uh, do we, uh, right, I need to discuss this. So uh, I'll, we'll just do the same rotation going through again. So for my influence, uh, mine says, I care way more than I let on. Give three teammates influence over you. So I'm going to say that the two immediate ones are Amanda and Ankh. Amanda, because I keep trying to impress you. And Ankh, because he's a little guy. I can't leave this little guy running around all by his lonesome. Look at him. He's so good. He's gooey. Oh, look at this little gooey plant boy. <laughs> so both Joey and Jonathan can say that they have influence over me. You can mark that down on your sheet. Okay. Um, hmm. And... Yeah, probably the last one is Marcus to a certain extent, uh, is Marcus, simply because he doesn't want to see, like, you know, him get hurt by this death jet that seems to be coming after him. Thank you. Oh, I, I see how this... Yes. Uh, so, uh, next again would be Joey. Uh, okay. 
So the people who have influence over me are uh, uh, Ankh, because uh, I don't understand him, uh, and I feel like like Amanda prides herself on being a bit of a know-it-all, but has no idea how Ankh works, <laughs> uh, and that it, to her give makes her feel somewhat inferior. Uh, and uh, the other person that has influence over Amanda is uh, Marcus because uh, she he keeps I, I assume he plays things mostly close to the to the to the vest in terms of like he's not very open yeah which which makes her suspicious of him but also like they have a similar vibe so she I guess mm. she respects that he has decided to remain very private about his affairs. Mm. So I think the influence is more like sees as an equal right. and will respect as an equal. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, and then next up is John. Uh, it's really qu- easy. Uh, my love and my rival have influence over me. That's Ankh and Amanda. All right, classic. Okay. And then uh, uh, yeah. Ankh. You try not to care what other people think, even if you can't shut everyone out. Give influence to one teammate. Um, and I'm going to say, uh, that Elliot has influence over me because, you know, I kind of glommed onto Zach and then Marcus, you know, gave me comfort, but Elliot, like you came to me and were like, Hey, we should be friends. And that like changed my life. Oh, so there you go. Mm-hmm. And then rounding it out again is Chris. Okay, um, influence. You need these people as much as they need you. Give influence to two of your teammates. I'm going to say that Zach was the first out of all of us that I met, uh, basically, in this uh, coming together of loose individuals. And I confided in you, like, you're the only person that I've told about this uh, death jet engine war machine thingy. Uh, so I think that is as far as Marcus is willing to go in terms of opening up so far. And the other person is Ankh, because, um, yeah, it feels like, yeah, Ankh, oddly enough, it feels as though you and Marcus have been able to connect on some sort of issue. But, uh, yeah, um, I'll say that Marcus does feel a sense of empathy towards you on something, so... Uh, yeah, both of you guys have influence. Great. All right. And with that, I think that's all of the pre-flight checklist stuff taken care of. So now we can get into the game proper. Yes. So for the way that this is going to start off, I'm actually going to start off pretty much immediately in the aftermath of our tussle with Florida Man. As we've all kind of known each other, but this is the first time we kind of came together as like a cohesive unit. Mm. So everyone's kind of sitting in the like the half demolished, like outside the parking lot of this partially demolished Waffle House. Everybody's kind of having a breather because Florida Man, for as unusual as it is, is still a pretty tough customer, all things considered. Mm. We didn't even really like, we beat him, but in the sense that he like realized we were too much to handle at the time and just kind of ran away vowing vengeance so I'm sure nothing will come of that <sighs> so everyone's kind of sitting in the after in like this partial the parking lot uh zach who is a um slightly tallish um very pale kid with sort of spiky black hair and kind of a not serious look on his face wearing sort of very baggy casual clothes uh, just kind of looks over at Marcus, like, looks back at the damage and says, this is going to make getting to Pacific City a lot harder. Yes, Shit. but it was never going to be easy to begin with. Uh, that's true. And, yeah, Marcus um, is working on a device right now. It's that scanner that I was talking about. Basically, um, every so often, uh, Zach, he'll ask you for a couple of tools, and... Basically, he's sitting uh, in the open doorway of the RV, just putting this together. He's right. uh, actually a very good-looking young man with, like, sort of sharp, angular features and, uh, like, long, dark brown hair, bit of a tan. Like, he's got, like, a very young sort of Sebastian Stan Winter Soldier type vibe about him. Right. But, yeah, he's dressed up in very, like... 
nondescript clothes designed to not attract attention, like t-shirt, hoodie, jeans, uh, and another thing that uh, you've noticed about him, Zach, is that he uh, wear like he wears gloves almost all the time, and like he has never worn any sort of like he never takes his hoodie off in front of you either. He the only bit of skin that he's exposed is from the neck up. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I will reiterate, the RV has not come into the equation yet, so we're just sort of no. at the Waffle House. Okay, well, I'm still working on this sort of device, because, right. yeah, uh, obviously the police are coming soon. Yeah, so, uh, John, so, you're say uh, Yeah, so, does anyone other than the two of you know about your little trip to, to Pacific Sea? I'm going to say no. This was kind of a spur-of-the-moment idea. Yeah, so Elliot will say, hey, um... <clears throat> I couldn't help but overhear you guys are planning to head to Pacific City. Yeah, what of it? I have some business I need to take care of over there. You mind if I hitch a ride with you guys? I... Well, we didn't exactly have a ride to begin with, but... And you can kind of see that, like, Zach's thinking about something. He's like, give me a second. Um, yeah, and I just give you a look as if to say, uh, group huddle, despite <clears throat> the fact that there are only two of us. So, so yeah, we go over, like, we, like... Yeah go to each other it's like i don't see why you can't bring bring elliot with us an additional person may mean more problems the question is if he'll be able to keep up with us but i mean i did think both... uh, no and at this um zach sort of like claps you on the shoulder and goes don't worry i've thought that through it'll take a bit of time but i think i can get us some better wheels okay um okay so i turn back around all right elliot um have uh, I look at Marcus and go. I uh, look at Marcus and go like, "You two have met, right?" Mm, and yeah, I'm just giving you a bit of a scrutinizing look, Elliot. Uh, what do you look like exactly? Uh, so Elliot is a uh, tall guy, uh, late teens, short cropped hair. Um, uh, right now, he would have uh, like a. Uh, I think I, I said it was like a jean jacket tied around his waist. Uh, he's wearing like uh, a tank top that show off these like weird tattoos that go all the way down his arms and seem to like continue under the uh, uh, the tank top. He's um, wearing uh, cargo pants and big uh, like combat boots, and he's you know. Okay, so uh, basically, uh, I just you know I kind of eye you up and down for a moment then. Uh, this trip is meant for business, not pleasure. You do understand that there are going to be dangers. Yeah, and uh, Elliot does the... He, he punches into his hand and says, that's good. That's also what I'm doing. Um, All right. And, and he'll, he'll just straight up say, uh, somebody... Uh, you see these tattoos? I didn't go out for these myself. Somebody uh, put them on me, and I don't know who, but I do ha have a... Ha and he'll, like... Uh, like shuffle around in like a backpack he had, and and pull out like a, a some sort of scroll. Uh, I did find this, and he'll like unroll the scroll, like uh, wait, like an, like a scroll or just a piece of paper? Or yeah, I think it's more like a piece of paper. It's, okay, and it's <laughs> like, like an ancient and scroll. It, um, and I and like um, and and uh, you know, readers of, of Heroes of Pacific City would recognize this as the same map that they, that uh, Torch found in the Hierophant's, um, uh, in with the, the Hierophant's lair uh, that uh, pointed towards Pacific City. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah. so, that's a treasure map if I ever saw one, or something. <laughs> yeah, well, I figure what it, whoever did this to me is either here or is going there, so uh, I'm... Not exactly expecting whatever is at the end of this to be pleasant, but that's between me and whoever owned this thing. Uh, you you guys don't need to be involved. Fair enough. All right. Okay. So as for that, uh, so while this conversation's going on, uh, what are Ankh and uh, Amanda up to? Uh, well, Amanda actually walks up to you as you three are doing our, our, our commiserating and says, <sighs> what are you boys doing? We have to get out of here. The cops are on their way, and I, for one, don't want to get caught. Well, okay, fine, but we gotta figure out how we're gonna get to Pacific City afterwards, so we're dealing with that. I'm sorry, what? <sighs> right. 
Okay, so me, Marcus. Walk, walk and talk, walk and talk. And she's okay, motioning no, and motioning no, 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 and start moving. Listen, okay, Marcus, you fill them in on what's going on. You All guys right. leave. I'll stay here. Meet me at the Gorilla Gas. That's a couple miles up the road. You can't miss it. If I'm not there in 36 hours, I'm not showing up. But if I do, I guarantee you we'll have a better time getting there. Okay, just do that. All right. And so uh, you, you and I, Amanda, are going to start walking, so... Uh, you were, uh, you had asked uh, okay, us about... Mi- okay, mystery man, what's the deal? Well, um... As Zach... you're talking, you hear mm. kind of wet sounds of, like, wet stuff slapping pavement behind you. Uh, Amanda, Amanda raises her foot. Ra- 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 Amanda raises her foot. Oh! Oh, God, I hope I'm not stepping in again. Oh, um, God. So oh, it's I'm... so gross. I would like to ask both of you, uh, what your characters look like. And, Jonathan, I just... I need to know what what sort of adorable plant boy we're dealing with here. I mean, he's not an adorable plant boy. He's like six feet tall. Yeah, he's definitely I not. A, I don't think he's adorable. He's taller than than Elliot is. I don't I'm, care. I already love him. Okay. Well, uh, Amanda is uh, what I would describe as pre-goth. Um, mm. She is wearing a uh, <clears throat> a uh, shirt with like a V-neck sort of deal, uh, a leather jacket. Uh, very, like, beat-up jeans, uh, a pair of, uh, what look like very functional boots that you could, uh, clomp around in, uh, and right now she's also carrying what looks like a, like, magical staff, although instead of being made out of, like, uh, like, wood, or, like, a curled, like, root of some kind, it, instead it looks very, like, modern, you know, you, you might actually, like, confuse it for like a lamp or something considering the way it's made of like uh what looks like machined metal with like an orb at the end of it Hmm. um and yeah she her her outfit is like mostly black but not completely you know there's there's some there's it it, it's uh, you'd say low saturation in terms of uh overall style interesting okay right so Ankh is a humanoid. Um, I know I said swamp thing earlier, but that's not quite accurate. So instead of being kind of a plant-human hybrid, Ankh is uh, a, a mass of plankton that's kind of, you know, glommed together and held together by some sort of weird mystical force. Um, he does have kind of a, a tough, translucent skin around his body made out of plant tissue but that's kind of constantly like peeling off and regrowing back his body Mm. is transparent translucent like kind of a dark green on the inside but if you Mm. shine a light up to him you can actually see right through him it kind of looks like you're shining a light into like a murky lake Mm. and floating inside his body you can see tons thousands of small like thumbnail sized uh little plant organelles floating around zipping all around circulating things around his body um Ankh has no solid parts no bones uh mm. he can squeeze himself through basically any kind of hole despite that he's enormous um his body is almost entirely water so he mm. weighs more than all of all well no he weighs a little bit less than uh someone for his size but he is about six foot one so big he- He's a, he's a big boy. Okay. Uh, do you have a face? No, not really. Um, <laughs> you do have a head, right? Yeah, he hasn't super figured out. Yeah, he's, he's vaguely humanoid, right? He's got, right. like, these kind of big hands with kind of fingers on them, uh, a head-shaped thing on top of his uh, torso-shaped thing. But he doesn't have, like, a recognizable nose or mouth or eyes or ears. <laughs> it's okay, just kind of okay. like a a mass um but he does have like near the center of that head like mass he has these kinds of permanently embedded uh sparkly things which act like light sensors that's how he sees gotcha gotcha okay cool 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 um that that might be what you might consider the face yes it's the closest thing he has (laughs) neato all right so uh yeah so i'm listening to this uh and so to you, uh, Amanda, I basically go, so you know, we are planning to go to Pacific City. We have our own reasons for going, but our destination is the same. Pacific City, like, near the United uh, Markets or whatever? Like Correct. that place? In Cascade. Yeah, in that, Cascade. She, she, doesn't, she doesn't actually know. Yeah. She's, 
on the western coast of North America in Cascadia. You mean this one? And she pulls her phone out and has it on Google Maps. Yes, that's and exactly it. Marcus might might catch that. It was very that she, it was. She got that up pretty quickly. Was she looking <laughs> at it? Um, and why? Oh, as I said, like is this are a... you is this some sort of like a uh, boys bonding thing? No, we've known each other only for a very very short time. We have things that we need to do in Pacific City. I need to go there. You hear from behind you guys and yelling, you might want to move faster. The okay. cops are probably pretty close. So 36 I'm... hours, the gorilla gas. <sighs> you see, you see Amanda kind of like put her hand on her forehead. Like, uh, like what? Like opportunity knocks, but it's the worst guy at the door. <sighs> I'm standing right here. I wasn't talking specifically about you. It's a metaphor. Mm. Anyway, uh, do you know how you're getting there? Not at the moment. <sighs> okay. Zach said he may have something. I don't know what specifically. Ah, oh, we're relying on Zach too. All right. <sighs> well, um, ooh, Elliot, you're here, right? Yeah, yeah. Elliot is yeah. Is, is here. So, so, so she looks back to Elliot. <sighs> I have a thing there too. So. Hmm. So you're all uh, leaving. I'll... Can well... I come? <sighs> Yeah, let's, I look. Let's I, I, I look. I look at Marcus like. I suppose that if we're all going, we may as well go together. Strength in numbers. Just keep Please. in mind that if we are going across the continent, it's not going to be any sort of easy ride. There will be dangers along the way. Just please don't tell me we're like jumping on a train or something. Please tell me that there's some way we're getting there. <sighs> okay, okay. I gotta go to my house. I'll meet you at the gas station. Hmm. <sighs> oh my god. Very well. Alright, uh, so yeah, you have a meeting place. Mm-hmm. So, what is everybody going to do in the interim time while Zach enacts this plan, in air quotes, of his? So I am going to, as we are walking, like, I am examining the scammer, just uh, connecting a couple wires here and there. But uh, yeah, basically, I will have this scanner in working order by the time we meet up. All right. I will say that you can kind of pick up, um, like, little bits and pieces there. Um, and I will say that as you guys are sort of going down the road, you do see like cop cars like zoom past you guys. Okay. But for the moment, it looks like you're you are all in the clear. All right. Uh, all right. So, uh, what is what is John? What is um, Elliot doing at this particular juncture? Considering that um, he's kind of had a bit of a wild ride ending up in Florida, didn't they? Uh, Elliot. Um, yes. So uh, Elliot actually woke up in Florida at somewhere um, mm -hmm. uh, in a, a place that is, you know, basically he woke up in an, in a villain's lair, as far as he can tell, proceeded to smash his way out of it uh, and has kind of just been bumming around uh, whatever town we are in, like kind of doing the, the, like the roaming superhero thing uh, while he trying He's been trying to figure out how to get to Pacific City when he has no ID, no money, and uh, no vehicles. So, um, uh, but he has been staying with, uh, so there's uh, a lady who owns like uh, like an old garage, uh, Camilla uh, Schofield. Basically, he ran off uh, someone uh, trying to like rob her place, like right out of getting out of the the lair he he was trapped in um and uh basically she lets him stay in the, like in the garage he has like a hammock there and will occasionally like lift heavy things for her um uh and like he gets what's effectively like an allowance from her uh, as for for working a his, as like security for the garage so a uh, wage so, you get a wage <laughs> yes yeah it's like like, I, I think it's, like, Elliot called it a wage, and Camille's like, yeah, sure, that's what it is. It's a wage. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, kid, you don't have to put this on your taxes. What's taxes? Oh, this is going to be so easy. Yeah. yeah. Is there so, an area under the, the table that's even below there that you yeah. can get paid? Yeah, so, uh, like, um, 
So he's probably gonna like head back to the garage, like grab all of his stuff. Um, like probably like if Kill's not there, just like like write a note and say that he like found a way to to get to Pacific City, and uh, you know, if everything goes well, maybe he'll call her. Uh, when I'll say that as you're in the middle of writing this note, uh, you do hear like the side entrance of the garage open up, and you hear Camilla kind of like coming in and clearly like setting about doing what probably is paperwork or checking tools or something like that yeah so he'll he'll go over to like if she's in in the office he'll he'll go over and like give a knock on the door uh, oh elliot uh i didn't expect uh, you don't get paid until the end of the week what's up yeah i um uh some friends offered to help me uh head out to uh, Pacific City, so I, uh, I figured I'd let you know that I'm gonna, uh, heading out today. Uh, uh does Camilla know that you're trying to get to Pacific City? Yeah, like, I, I think that, like, he, he showed her the map, and she was the one who, like, googled, oh, that's probably Pacific City, right. uh, okay. and then explained why you can't just, like, why... Uh, he can't just, like, go there and how hard it would be and, like, all like all of the logistical issues that, that I mentioned of why he didn't just head out there immediately was basically her saying, yeah, no, that's not how things work. You can't just go to another country uh, with it when you're obviously superpowered and have no ID. Right. So, yeah, she kind of is like, oh, that's neat, that's neat. And then she stops and goes, wait, what? Someone's going to drive you there? Is that the only way you can go? Uh, and Ellis gonna give a shrug. Uh, it wasn't really discussed. The, uh, I I guess drive. Uh, uh, the guy I talked to said he had he was working something out. But you know, Camilla kind of gives like this. Oh, like kids these days look and says, "All right, well, if it doesn't scramble, there's always work. If it doesn't manage to pan out, there's always work here. Uh, good luck, I guess." Yeah. Um. You know what? Here. And she reaches into, like, uh, what you know is, like, the lockbox, and she pulls out, like, a couple things. Just in case this does work out, she gives you, like, you know, 60 or 80 bucks. It's not a whole lot, but, you know, it's, like, at least some money. Yeah, feel free to use it for gas or something along the way. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, and, uh, uh you know, th thanks for letting me stay. Uh, yeah, well, thanks for being security and, uh, a lift jack when I needed you. <laughs> um... Take care of yourself, kid. Yeah, uh, you too. Uh, I hope you can keep this place safe without me around. Yeah, I think I've got a few ideas now. All right. Um, uh, yeah. You get a text from Amanda. Uh, oh, I don't have a cell phone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Truly magnificent. All right. Uh, no, the, the, phone, the phone in the garage rings. Uh, Camilla Motors uh, speaking. Uh, Camilla speaking. How can I help you? Uh, she like pulls the phone down. Uh, it's for you, and like hands the phone over to Elliot. Yeah, Elliot will uh, pick up the phone. Hello. Hey, 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 Meathead. I need you to oh down by my house. I need you to carry something. Don't yeah. worry. I'll make it worth your while. Fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll see you there in a, a little bit, and he'll uh you know hang up and. Uh, looks like one of my road trip buddies uh, needs me to help carry something, so I'll... Yeah, that'll happen. God, I remember when I had a truck, everybody wanted me just to move shit around. It was so annoying. Right. <clears throat> well, uh, uh, be seeing you hopefully sometime in the future. Yeah, well, good luck and happy travels. Alright, and uh, with that, I think that pretty conveniently segs into what Amanda is doing. Uh, so Amanda pulls, so Amanda gets into her house, it's late, so, uh, her parents are presumably asleep. Uh, she pulls out the letter that she had already written, uh, and places it on the kitchen table, at which point she goes to her room, um, and finishes packing her bag, uh, and, uh, after packing all of the necessary components and she's all got everything up, uh, she walks up to her, to her closet door, and begins unscrewing the screws on it. Um, trying to be as quiet as possible, she then wrenches the door from the uh, door frame and begins attempting to move it out of the house without causing any damage to it. 
like very quietly moving like uh like a closet door out of a home. Yes. Alright. Uh so John, when you arrive when Elliot arrives at the house, how does he make his presence known? Um, I mean I guess he'd probably knock on the door. Oh yeah. As you're quietly moving through the house, Amanda, there's suddenly a knock on the door. Amanda begins hustling and like very quiet does the quiet yell like shut up, shut up. <laughs> At, at, at which point she like gets to the door she like rushes to the door stops for a second very safely puts the door puts the closet door down and then opens the door and sticks her hand and says do you know what time it is? Uh, Elliot holds up both wrists neither of which ha- have a watch on them oh my god okay C- come in come in yeah uh, walk in okay so I need you to just carry that door um until we get to the uh uh, until we get to the uh, gas station. Okay? Okay. Just don't drop it. <sighs> yeah. Here. Here. Let me help you out. And with the, and she'll actually, like... She'll, like, crack, crack her knuckles. She begins whispering something and then, like, puts her hands together. And as she pulls them apart, you see the... You've seen this before, Elliot, but the staff comes out. And then she just, like... She just reaches it out. She motion. She reaches out the tip of it towards you. It's like and does the like here, touch it motion. Yeah, uh, yeah. Elliot will 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 touch it. All right. Uh, crackling electricity flows through your arm into your body. Mm-hmm. And, so I just got the village in my head of like Elliot just taking the staff and just like slurping it like it's a Capri Sun. Like just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, um. Yeah. So it's really just like the. So when that happens, all of the the tattoos on that are visible on uh, Elliot uh, will like light up, and um, and, and he's like, uh, "Thanks," uh, and he'll you know grab the door, pick it up. I, I will point out that uh, Elliot doesn't really have like a like too limited of a supply. Um, he he absorbed a lot of magic in his escape, so he's kind of been he's kind of well charged uh most of the time but he does appreciate like getting an extra boot uh appreciate the quick sippy <laughs> just let's go come on thank, yeah you can, you can thank me on the way there out of uh-huh. curiosity joey when elliot picks up the door does he like begin absorbing magic from the door no okay because the door is not on ah i see <laughs> classic all right. Uh, so uh, with that, you guys head out. Uh, I'm gonna uh, bring it over to Ankh. What is Ankh doing during all of this? Because he doesn't really have a lot of stuff to pack. No, not really. I mean, he doesn't really know what's going on. But uh, essentially, as rewinding, as we're all like walking down the street and people are like peeling off to go his their separate ways, mm. um, Ankh is like. You know, I'm assuming we're heading roughly in the direction of the gorilla gas, and Ankh is just going to say, I need to eat. And then he's just going to walk off the road into the woods, and you don't see him again until the next day. <laughs> what? <laughs> the next day? Well, yeah. you said you said meet 36 hours later, so that's yeah. when he's going to show up. Okay, he's okay. got time. He's got time right, for a nice right. feast. Okay, um... So I guess I'm just, uh, w- yeah, I'm waiting by the side of the road because you said I need to eat. And uh, yeah, like a bit of time goes by. Then I realize, yeah, like he's been gone for about two hours. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but basically we've all kind of split up and we're all doing our own thing, right? Okay, yes. so I'm going to say then it wasn't two hours, more like, uh, maybe about 15 minutes, then I realize, alright, I suppose that we're all going to meet where we need to. And because my character doesn't have anywhere else to go back to, I'm gonna go meet up with Zack at the, uh, Gorilla Gas. Wait, all you right. don't have a house? Nope. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I've well, already so, run away from home. So, yeah. Uh, well, if you go directly to the Gorilla Gas, it is, uh, a gas station. It's a chain... It's mostly known for always having, like, a big inflatable gorilla on top of the roof. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a 24-hour gas station. Okay. You could theoretically just hang out there for, like, the full 36 hours, or you could find some place to kind of sleep, since sleeping in a gas station parking lot probably isn't 
the best? Or actually, yeah. that's a good question. Does Marcus need to sleep? Um, I'm gonna say no, but he does need uh power in a sense. So third what, outlet nearby. <laughs> um, what time is it about? Uh, I'd say that around by the time you guys like left the Waffle House and got like a pretty significant distance away, it's probably mm. like just starting to become evening kind of thing. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I am go um, Zach, do you have a phone? Uh, I do. If you try and call it, it goes to voicemail. Okay, so... I will say that as you've been walking, you're listening to, like, the little police scanner. Yeah. Um, from what you can gather, Zach has been taken into custody, but the police are not looking for any other suspects. Okay, um... I am, so basically I like have the scanner and basically I have like a cable that um, I actually pull my glove up and um, basically there is like a cord that comes out of my mechanical wrist that I plug into the scanner. So basically I listen to the scanner directly. I hear this, then I, yeah, um, I'm going to say that I exchange contact info with the others, so I am going to call uh, literally the only other person that probably has a phone because Elliot doesn't have a phone and Ankh is Ankh, so um, Amanda, you get a call. Uh, I, I assume we're on our way. Yes, this would be before your guys' stuff happens. Uh, what? Or you're on your way to the gas station. Oh, yes, okay. So... Uh, um, I... Actually, no, it would be after you guys split up before you got to your houses. Sorry, I'm just getting the timelines together. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say that as time goes by, uh, basically, after you've taken care of some stuff with Elliot, uh, you get a call on your phone, and I... Uh, yeah, my voice is on the other line. Something has happened to Zach. You're going to want to listen to this. And... You hear, like, a direct uh, police scanner come through on your end of the phone with the information described to me. Yeah. Do How much do I know about Zach's back, like, background? You know that he comes from a very rich household. Like, unfathomably rich household. But beyond that, not really. You know him as kind of a goofball, obviously. Um, cuts class a lot kind of clowns around but uh yeah like wait, is there particular information you're trying to figure out here nope that's all i need to know right. uh what 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 about it he what they got up he did he turn himself in i don't know but unless we figure this out we're not going to have a driver for pacific city at this um okay well Marcus, i need to get you get a text message it's from an <laughs> unknown number that just says why did you call um uh, I'm guess so. Despite the fact that I tried to contact Zach, this is an un yes. Okay, and I respond, "Who is this?" Zach on a burner phone. Okay. Why did you call? Trying to get in contact with you. What's going on? Plan is good so far. Stand by, working on it. Uh, hello. Oops, my apologies. I got a message from Zach. Apparently. He has a plan and that he's working on it. Ah, classic Zach. Hmm. Well, um, I'm sure his rich parents can bail him out of jail, so he'll be fine. Uh, right. I need to phone a man about a door. Noted. Then I hang up. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so if there is nothing else, I'll say that, you know, time passes. Eventually, hmm. the appointed hour shows up and you guys have all made your way to the gorilla gla uh, well, gas so hmm. so uh you said it was 36 hours right yes approximately so, so that's, if there well, is so so uh what um amanda actually did was uh the uh she bought a a like one day's worth uh, of a hotel room in the hotel well i guess a motel across from the gorilla gas mm -hmm. um and uh it's just like essentially tells Elliot, yeah, you can stay. You can, Let's hang out here until the plan starts. Um, um, I will say that if you're getting a motel room across from the Gorilla Gas, uh, you see Marcus going uh, by the Gorilla Gas every now and then as if he doesn't have anywhere else to be. So, like, 
so at, at this, like, I, I assume we've, like, quote-unquote, checked in. Yes. Um, and, and you checked in, at, and every t occasionally as you at, glance out the window, you see just uh, Marcus, like, around in the parking lot. Yeah. So Marcus is just, like, meandering around. Yes. <sighs> she puts her forehead in her front. Okay. One, one problem at a time. Okay. And uh, she turns back to Elliot. Okay. Oh, he is uh, setting up his hammock from the garage in, in the hotel room. Oh, my God. Okay. So... Uh, I said I, I said I'd reward you, so here. And, uh, uh, Amanda pulls, uh, a, uh, phone out of the bag. And then hands it to him. Here, this is for you. Uh, yeah, and he'll tell you. What kind of phone is this? It's like two, it's like a, it's like a two-year-old smartphone. It's not very good. There's a crack in the corner. Uh, it looks like there were stickers attached to the back that have been pulled off. It, it's my brother's old one. Uh, I was going to use it as a backup, but I figure if we're doing this, like, you're not going to have, like, a, a landline wherever we're going. So, here, just keep this so I can text you. Uh, okay. Sure. Yeah, charger's on the bed. I gotta go deal with this other thing. Sticks her head out the window. Hey! And Yeah, I... Uh... Yeah, I have been exam- I have something small in my hands that I've been examining with curiosity, then I turn at the sound of your voice. Oh. And yeah, I'm going to, without saying another word, I'm gonna come up the stairs of the motel, like, over to where you're sticking your head out the window. <sighs> she- as, as she sees you coming, she sticks her head back in, closes the window, opens the front door, and does the, like, cut- get in here motion. I go in. And you see that I have a bag of potato chips in my hands. Okay. She closes the door. Ah, oh, God. She looked at her watch. She realizes there's like 24 hours left until... until So she's stuck in here for a whole day. It's like... Okay. Um, and I am looking around and I say, Do you live here? Do I live in a motel? Yes. With Elliot? Yes. No. No. No, I don't. Hmm. We're 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 gonna stake we're not staking out, but we're gonna we're gonna stay here until the thing. I have some stuff at home. I I I was gonna go anyway, but I just moved up the timeline. I see. I can't go tomorrow evening, so. Hmm. All right. And uh, yeah, I like shift a bit, almost uncomfortably. Then I simply ask, I do not have anywhere else to be. Would it be all right if I stayed here for a few hours? Yeah, yeah, you can sleep on the floor. Thank you. And I go in, like, I open up a backpack that I have, and I take out what looks like, uh, like, a sort of a foil blanket, kind of, and I unfold it. It's about, uh, ten feet by ten feet. I set it on the ground in a patch of sunlight, uh, take a cord that's plugged into it, like, un- Wait, is, isn't it the evening? Is it the evening? It is about the evening now, yes. Okay, so, um, in that case, sorry. But it is Florida, so there is, like, some sun, but it's, like, you know, evening sunset sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, in that case, um, sorry, scratch all that. Uh, alright, then I will go into my bag, take a cord out, plug it into the wall, and you actually see that I take the other end of the cord and, like, run please, it around. Please, please don't tell me you're gonna plug that into yourself. I don't want... And I'm just watching you. Where else am I supposed to plug it in? Just don't, just don't, don't blow I'm, fuse. My hand, my hand is still moving. And so, you see, um, I don't sleep anymore. Yeah, just, I, I, you know, do whatever you need to do. Just Thank don't you. blow and, fuse. Okay, and so I plug it in, and you see that my irises start to glow a little bit as I do so. And then, as this is all going on, I then take the bag of potato chips, and I'm just looking it over, and I'm just, do people actually eat these? Wait. You're not actually eating them? I was considering it. I don't know how to open this. Uh, yeah, and Elliot will, like, reach over from the hammock, like, grab two sides, pull it open, reach hand, <laughs> steal a chip, and then go back to his hammock. Interesting. Thank you. And so, yeah, I am then going to, yeah, uh, so yeah, then I'm just going to begin eating the chips. All right. Uh... Uh, uh, Amanda is watching for a second when you open your mouth to see if there's like, if it's like fake. <laughs> um, actually, uh, how closely do you look? Not, not gonna get close. Just, she's like staring at you for a second. She's just watching you eat them to see okay. if like, 
To see if this is going to be like a skeleton situation where you bite it and it just starts falling out the sides of your mouth because you're not actually eating. No. Because she's never seen you eat anything. We were at the Waffle House. You didn't order anything. That is not true. I got a cup and I put water in it and that was that. <laughs> you didn't order food. <laughs> I ordered a cup of water. It's not food. <laughs> I, feel like we, I feel like we had that this conversation in the Waffle House. Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I ordered a cup of water. That's not. I am a, that's not food. Is someone? Am I crazy here? I placed an order. Technically, I am a customer, and thus I am allowed to be here. I don't think they charge for water, dude. That might it's, it's, not be actually an order. Noted. <laughs> what is the cheapest item on the menu? <laughs> it's not on the menu. They don't put water on the menu. They should. They serve it. All right. Oh my god. Wait, what's that sound? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> what the? Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.